This is how we fuck. This is how we fuck. This is how we fuck. F U C double K. Because we are talking about double J. Get rowdy. I started it. Maybe move the thing. All right. This uh, week's episode is... Oh, I should introduce myself. My name is Dylan Gott. This Hi, is... I'm John Hastings, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Two boneheads sit on a couch, not wearing pants, and talk about professional wrestlers. Some of them they love. Others aren't Ray Trailer or Big Van Vader. Or Big Van Vader, because Big Van Vader. <laughs> Big Van Vader. He was the midget version of Big Van Vader in Mexico. No. Yes. No, there Big was... Big no, there was there was the remember they actually had that. Oh my god, they remember had Remember when they had Vader. the Mini Vader? They had Mini Vader, of course they had Mini Vader. Mini Vader or Little Vader? I don't know. I have no idea. What <laughs> I forget that but I just remember when Vince was like, All right, no one's over. Midgets now. <laughs> <laughs> we need Aldo Montoya didn't pan out. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean Max Moon was a regrettable choice, <laughs> stockholders? Well, I got something for you. I've dressed this man, technically with a disability, but still a human being, up like another man. I'm not going to explain it, and he will go and do the moves. Get me a fat short one. That yeah. was how that guy got that job. Hello? Fat short store? <laughs> no, this is a Toys R Us. I don't think it is. Go to Mexico. Get me a scared little boy. <laughs> I will mold him into something I can fuck. <laughs> um, that's Vince McMahon's tattoo on his chest. This week we will be talking about not only that, but Jeff Jarrett. T. Just like me. Double that T on your Twitter. Double that T. Extra foot thug. You know what I mean? Jeff Jarrett, total thug. Um, Jeff Jarrett, who is, I mean, I was trying to think of an analogy for what he is, but he's kind of just like this bizarre, He's. You know, the, I gotta say this, revolutionary. Yeah. He's like a guy who owns, in the scheme of pro wrestling, he's like... He's like a guy who owns a militia. He's the guy who led the uh, revolution of the in the Austria-Hungarian Empire. <laughs> in that it was somewhat significant, but really didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He yeah, every time he's like, We need a second company, and everyone's like, Yeah. And he's like, Here's my idea. We get Billy Gunn. <laughs> but we change his name to Kip. Okay, well, why is this a thing? No, 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 no. You're stopping me. Anyway, you know K Quick? Yeah. He's our champion. Well, why? why? <laughs> no, he's not. I changed it. It's a different black guy. I'm going to name him Monty. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Raven has braids? Yeah. Cool, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know the Sandman? Yeah, yeah you're going to make him a manager. No. <laughs> Wait, but this will be in like 2007 where he still can kind of work. 2011 where he's basically just a drunk man <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you that's know, jeff jarrett he created tna uh he the, not only, he the did, heir apparent to the uswa he did so much more than create tna tna is it is just one jewel in his crown oh yeah global force wrestling global force wrestling which is a better name than tna i mean everyone's like global force right better name than way TNA. better than a hundred what total nonstop action does not mention wrestling once. No, <laughs> it's just total nonstop. What is it? Oh man, a guy throws paint at the wall. Then a guy drives a car into a building. There's a guy AJ who's pretending Styles. to be the Joker for a bit. There's but another. That guy. was in every part of wrestling for a couple years. 
Edge tried to be the Joker. Rey Mysterio dressed like the Joker. Oh, yeah. I forgot Edge tried to be the Joker for a while. Edge was the Joker. Because that was the word um, I remember uh, our mutual friend Rob was like, Vince McMahon saw The Dark Knight, and it's the only movie he's seen in like 10 years. Be prepared for everyone to be the Joker. And then like the next week. Like that was the dirt sheets were like, Vince McMahon saw The Dark Knight prepare for the joker yeah. and he tried to make someone the joker and then he i forget who the first one was but the second one was edge because edge went nuts and he was like pulled his hair out and started being the, the joker but he speared people <laughs> instead of or whatever but yeah okay so uh, but let's, let's start right from the start with jeff with the uh, the gentleman though he's heir to uh the uh, jared wrestling dynasty which dates yep. back to his grandmother uh who broke in such a luminary says uh jim Cornette in uh, uh, the Tennessee Territory, handed down to his father, Jerry Jarrett, noted cheapskate and bit of a see you next Tuesday, if you uh, believe anything the other territorial wrestlers talk about. But he's the only one still, like, he's probably... He's still fucking standing. He's still standing, and he got out. Like, it seemed like when TNA got weird, he was like, bomb out of this. Like, Yeah, though, his dad's, his dad not only got out of that, he then showed up wwf headquarters did you see that like that weird yeah. fuck you the wwe did which is like yeah here's this guy about a quarter of our audience knows who he is yo jeff jarrett yeah you know, yeah. You know our dick it's big yeah and then probably jeff jarrett Tastes was like, like money what are you gonna do there dad he's like oh probably nothing just sit around they're like all right take his money i don't care yeah who gives a fuck you know um but why are we reviewing jeff jarrett uh because he's the we- he's the He's, he's a guy the greatest B minus student in the history of. He's never been that successful, but never been a fucking failure. He's kind of just this, like he's the he's the hand job of professional. It's part of sex, <laughs> but if it was gone, no one would notice. It you just you just want you just like why aren't you doing other stuff? Jeff? You've never seen in a hits package over the years of WWF pay per views. The time he's uh, he sang with Sawyer Brown at Unforgiven <laughs> 1998. Well, that's because obviously he's constantly been like he's const not a thorn in their side, but he just like didn't buy into the Big Empire thing. It, There's some stuff about Jeff Jarrett you're like that's really cool. Like it's kind of like yeah, fucking Vince isn't the whole company. Of course, there's got to be something else. Like I'm creating competition for Vince McMahon. And then there's the other part of it where you're like, so you just basically took the Nature Boy character, but they would never give it to you. So you just did that. And you're, you've got, and then he went that whole, remember the, that for that year, everyone's new finisher was some form of a Russian leg sweep. Yeah. And then he went, he was part of that Russian leg sweep but that, thing. Okay, and well then he, and then, uh but you're confusing time period. So let's let's we can begin. With I'm no. I'm just I'm going all over the place. You really are. I'm skipping the end. You know, boop boop boop. Pulp Fiction episode. The end <laughs> happens first. All right. Um, which is so father of a giant wrestling dynasty. He the USWA becomes sort of a development territory and basically one of the last sort of three territories besides ECW and Smoky Mountain Wrestling to survive, which is just an amalgam of a bunch of different Southern American. Um, territories that his father slowly bought and put together. Um, he was then sent, and some people think it was also uh, part of a deal to help turn the USWA into a development territory. He was sent to the WWF and debuted in a gimmick that to this day I hate more than anything in the world 
because of his fake laugh in every promo when he double debuted his double J Jeff Jarrett. When he go, ain't that great? <laughs> Like it was, fuck you. I didn't have a problem with Double J. I, I just hated think Double he J. Was almost good. Like that's Jeff Jarrett as a wrestler. Like you said, yeah, he's almost, almost good. good. He's also has, has a big advantage of he's always been part of deals, or he's had a lore going in. So he's he was a promoter's son. So he also knows how to game the system all the time. Yeah, and he's also one of those things where he gets positioned in certain ways. He was the Intercontinental Champion. At the last sort of phase when that was called like the worker's belt, for those of you that love a wrestling form and know what I'm talking about, which is the time when like the actual wrestlers would be given that belt and the figurehead of the company would be given the world championship. Um, but he's just, he didn't have, he was one of those also things in the 90s, they just had wrestlers that had no fucking like moveset or finishing move. Like he would like drop kick sometimes, do that shitty strut move. Yeah. Like it's just fucking awful. And he just like, there was, and the figure four, like, he's doing the, I don't know, man. It's just like, it seems like he kind of took someone, you know what it is? He seems like if you ever done create a wrestler and you just want it to be over with, yeah. it seems like he copied Ric Flair's moves and then changed a couple. Yeah, I would say that. I was also going to say he's also doing very, like, similar to Shawn Michaels at that time. He's working a very similar style where it's like, bounce around the ring for a bit, couple of offensive moves, submission move. And then like a weird pin trick, like a small package or a sunset flip or some shit. Yeah. And and his and just being a country singer isn't like a that's a weird Yeah, enough. That's talk, a mid card gimmick. Let's talk about that his big fucking angle in his big push was it was revealed his character, the roadie, was actually the singer and he was so dismayed he <laughs> left the company. <laughs> Didn't he face off against the roadie before? He certainly did. The roadie. The roadie, so bad. I mean, he leaves the company. He goes Head to WCW. CW, debuts as the free agent. I I literally did some reading, but I was everyone's sh- character. I was shot. Oh god! Right in the middle of the great end. Of- that the creative like. Uh, let me just say something that's never been said before. WCW is a tad bit creatively stagnant. But 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 I mean, like now that I say that, like everyone's character. That's the only character you needed because everyone was like, what the fuck is going to happen this week? What a great time. Like, oh actual God, competition insane. was amazing. It's the last time I was ever excited to see Crush. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Anyone would cross over. X-Pac was over for like a year because they were like, that guy's in the NWO. Like, that was one of the... He was like the fourth guy that was recognized because there was... And when the NWO was like Hogan, Hall, Nash, and then their buddy six, you know? First of all, that's not the order. Get re- Ladies who are listening, set your pussies to dripping. <laughs> Debut of the NWO, I think I can do it up to... I think I can do it up to Vincent. Go. Hall, Nash, yeah. Hogan. Yeah. Giant, DiBiase, yeah. Six Pac, Vincent. All right. And then, at that point, um, to make it like a giant army... Uh, and then Bischoff, I think it may have been actually Bischoff, then Vincent. Then they did sold out, and they said, by that day, you have to pick a side which side you're on. And, and then that's Bagwell. How they, and that's how they added Bagwell, Buff, Scott Norton, um, Michael Wall Street. Oh, I'm missing NWO. Um, no, NWO um, Sting is actually, I think, seventh. Yeah, because NWO's thing, because they did, because I know they had to add, this is getting across the point, but they had to add like a WCW guy because they were almost like getting a lawsuit from the WWF being like, you have to make it clear that this isn't the WWF against WCW. 
Yeah, no, they they didn't. They so were, that's why they added the giant. But no, I mean sick. But the giant was like a part of it. But like of, of the four recognizable people, like they could have really added Bischoff and just had those four, and that would have been the NWO because you could see. And you could always see, even watching as a kid, that I could see that like Razor Ramon, it was this weird thing where I was like, Razor Ramon, Diesel, and the one, two, three kid are friends. I know that. Yeah. I don't know why, but I know that. Well, you know? They, you they can just talk see about it. it and stuff like that. And just going to the Jeff Jarrett, the Jeff Jarrett was the uh, like the flux where he was going between WCW and the Horsemen. That was that brief time where they were trying to make the yes, Horsemen yes. a separate thing. Yeah. And it was actually, now that I think about it, kind of a cool angle, which is Jarrett won his way. He beat Dean Malenko in. And Dean Malenko is who the horseman wanted it in, but Jarrett beat him. Like in like a weird sort of... Yeah. Because Deborah McMichael interfered, I believe. And then he gained entry into the horseman very briefly. Well, it's just I mean, Jeff Jarrett, now that I think about it, Jeff Jarrett works way better in a southern promotion. Obviously, he works better in a southern promotion than he does in a northern promotion. Explain. I don't under. I, I legitimately. It's an interesting point. I don't understand it because that's his sensibilities. His sensibilities are Southern booking style. Mm. That's how he came up. He came up performing in front of the Southern crowds, and then he moves to the North, right? And he's doing the like classic Southern babyface heel thing, whereas in uh, the North you kind of have to. The I I, I don't want to say like I don't want to do that whole like. North of America is smarter than South of America. I just think no, that it's different styles again. And I just think the South is like, oh, we're going to see a show. This is a show. Whereas in the North, we're like, we know what's happening, and it's like it, it kind of like well, you have to perform in a like in a more like. There's b- also certain things. Way. The South is also they are they're more fine suspending their disbelief, as you pointed out. They also usually are inclined to you put a heel on top and have a bunch of heroes take a run at them. Yeah. Well, the WWE. Is the hero flip, on top? Yeah, hero yeah. on top, and you have a bunch of heels take a run at him. Um, I always prefer a heel champion. I like a heel champion. That's why I fucking loved a bit of WCW. Just everyone taking a run at Hogan. The problem is, is he didn't lose enough, and every time he fucking won, it was always like eleven people interfered. And hi- and but again, we're being distracted from not discussing the weird angle, which was Jeff Jarrett was for some reason valeted. By Deborah McMichael of having huge tits and getting sh- uh, punched by Steve Austin. Ooh. <laughs> How did Deborah come over from being Mongo's wife? They divorced in the middle of that sort of run. They were divorcing as they he was in WCW. Jesus Christ. And she headed over to WWF because it was sort of implied that that was the kind of lady that Vince liked the look of. Like if you look at Sable and Deborah, they're both very similar and like they're slightly older, like office they're like the office slut look yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah like the kind of girl who walks into the conference room and goes like "Ooh, that's quite a mighty big pen collection <laughs> <laughs> yeah vince clearly had a secretary that he fucked who he's now like this is every woman now yeah, but never but that uh, and and vince I, I feel like vince likes women like black comedians in the 80s would make fun of white men like nice big boobs and then a nice flat ass, just a just a table butt, <laughs> just a butt like a flat. T- really, rest your coffee on it, no problems. Hello, God, it's me. A bla- uh, I don't know where I'm going with that, Jack. I'm editing this out. <laughs> ah, ah, edit it out now. Um, so Jeff Jarrett's saying that after a year, Jeff Jarrett goes back to the WWF, not happy with the direction Eric Bischoff is yeah. taking him, and debuts as. Let's see if you remember. gobbledygook I don't the nwa oh yeah oh no (laughs) this 
this search, these two big companies, Jeff Jarrett going back and forth from company to company, is really the search for some for him to be a world champion. And the thing is, he's not. In the yeah, in the grand scheme of things, he's a he's solid B. Yeah, what's fascinating about him is he, like if he just, I think it's a combination of he's. But good for him though. Like he played one against the other. Fucking played one against, constantly. We're not even. Like we're not even halfway done his fucking bukwinko honka winko honka yeah. fucking dancing between these two companies, the shit he pulls. Yeah. And especially how he tries to adapt in this next phase. He debuts as the NWA champion, dressed like some sort of weird Navajo Indian, riding a horse to the ring, goes back to the country singer, but is kind of evil. They fucking add the Godwins, but now as Southern Justice. Yeah. Then um X Pac shaves his head at SummerSlam. And then he transforms into the "Don't piss me off." Oh yeah, the uh, the women hitting China and shit. No, we're not even there yet. Then he gets <laughs> Owen Hart as a partner, and they have that weird run where the Blue Blazer keeps helping them win the tag team titles. Yeah, and they have Mark Henry dress up one time as the Blue Blazer. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Then Owen Hart. I don't know what happens to him. I haven't read that part of history, and. Um, Let's not talk about Owen. What? What? <laughs> Let's not talk about how they had to switch gimmicks. What happened to Owen Hart? I don't know. Um, no, seriously, Dylan. But there's two. There's a defining thing with Jeff Jarrett. There's Jeff Jarrett with long hair, where you're like, okay, this guy's, and then short hair Jeff Jarrett, where he tries, he tries to almost be like, I would describe the look. He's trying to be like, he's trying to be Shane Douglas from ECW. I was thinking about this last night when we were going to talk about it. Yeah. If you watch his promos, he's literally tr- he's doing a southern a bad southern man's impression of the franchise in that is like quiet my music. Hello everyone. Just remember don't piss me off. Like it's just why are you being But he was out? so attached to his catchphrases like yeah. you see later we, we'll come on that later on. But it's like he just Wait. never had a good catchphrase. He never had. He was just like he just kind of shit. Like it just kind of sh- sh- the whole time he shit. Like he's a he's a good wrestler. And when there's no one else, like the only virtue. I mean, this will be much later on. But the only virtue that hit, makes him entertaining is the familiarity you have with him. Yeah, you're like this guy again. It's like seeing Tito Santana. No one's ever walked into a building and been like. If the fucking if fucking Tito is not on the card, <laughs> I'm vapor, bitch. I I like Tito Santana way better than I like Jeff Jarrett. I know, but you know what I'm saying because Jeff J- Tito Santana never annoyed the shit out of me because it's not and it's not that like Jeff Jarrett didn't annoy the shit out of me for a long time. No, he annoyed he had, when okay, what the like it wasn't like when I was a kid it wasn't like don't piss me off, <laughs> don't I'm, piss me off, and I'm not saying don't piss me off like what the <laughs> how the fuck is that catchphrase? No, but i'm just saying like when i when i watch jeff jarrett and it was like and people always talk about this it wasn't like oh i fucking hate that guy i wanted to see him get the shit kicked out of him i was just like Ugh, and why am i watching this like it was just weird i w- i viewed jeff jarrett in the same way i would like you know when women when uh when they would have like i guess diva segments in like the attitude era and you're like oh i really hope no one 
walks in while I'm watching this. Otherwise, they're going to think I'm just a garbage person. Yeah. And my mother's going to be like, I raised the, I raised my kid wrong in a some I way. I raised a prevert. <laughs> yeah. But I view that the same way as like Jeff, watch Jeff Jair segments. Like, I'd be like embarrassed. Well, you know, okay. He's okay. just so unremarkable. Yeah, but the thing like, he's like, he's like those, he's like, you're the, away, you know, he's like someone, an actor that gets on television. Just, he's the Ryan Reynolds. He's the Ryan Reynolds of professional wrestling. I agree. He just, he's there. You're like, why, why, why is this another movie with you, Ryan Reynolds? know why he got that push especially transitioning from the J- he's smart he's smart no, he's probably also, a nice guy i just remembered this he's also vince russo's best friend him and vince russo are fucking super close oh really which is also i just of course put it together which is that's the height of vince russo then ascending yeah is coming into that SummerSlam and so in that next year and that's when he's a mid carter and then they go into the whole angle with china and then it's implied he beats women i remember that and then comes to no, because he was like get in the kitchen, yeah. Because that was when they were like, that was after the whole like, oh, you're exploiting women and stuff. So they create Jeff Jarrett as the wife beater, and then make China win the title, the IC title, and it's kind of like, no, we're it's body empowerment. But it was also at a time of these women with. Who also, if you're ugly, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, that remember was, that was how China got her face pushed. Like she got a bunch of plastic surgery. She's kind of she's all right like, now. Like you wouldn't fuck her. Some people would. <laughs> yeah. And they would like advertise like this guy wants to fuck China. So that's good, right? Yeah. We're trying. We put her. <laughs> we put her in Playboy. For some reason, they they took her. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been a bad year for Playboy. Where they're like, Sable? Yes, for or sure. Of course. The, and we have official deal. All right, first one, China. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what if yeah, 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 first one, China. That's what Hugh Hefner's secretly always been attracted to. Because like, he has been talked about for a long time in the 70s that he like fucked a bunch of guys and was like... Of course he did. It was a nice change. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. You know what I mean? Well, you can't just have fucking steak every day. Sometimes you have to have a if the way potato. The, if the way the world... Don't call men potatoes. It's probably like... No, but I would it's probably like, like liver. It's not actually for everybody, but if you like it. <laughs> no, but I'm saying the idea of you're having steak all the time, and then it would be a nice sort of addition with the steak, a little baked potato. Oh, hey, ooh. man, I smoke cigarettes, and uh, they have these things in uh, the UK, if you're listening to this, in, in uh, North America, or I guess just Canada only ha- doesn't have this, but they have cigarettes. It's a regular cigarette. Yeah, you, yeah. you pop the thing. It's a menthol. I've smoked so many cigarettes today, I'm like, I'm going to smoke a menthol. I don't even like these. I, I love it. I, I do it all the change time. change pace. Yeah. Just have the little end of it. And that's why I imagine, like, if I had a sex with a woman every day for 100 days in a row, I'd probably fuck a guy on the 101st day just to be like, eh, you fucked it. You, you, we've had sex. Yeah, we've had, we have sex right now. We're having <laughs> sex right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the no, 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 no. Don't act like either of our penises are big. It's just inside no, no, each other the, and we don't that's notice. That's the noise our insides make because they're in love. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like a kitten. <laughs> um, but back to Jeff Jarrett. Um, but that's also Jeff Jarrett also held the company up so that uh, to drop the title to China. Of course he did. His con his contract was had expired. Any of us who have played Extreme Warfare Revenge know people that men don't want to lose to a woman. Yeah. So if you want, if someone's got a big salary, you don't want them in your company anymore. You make them lose to Tory Wilson, and then they want to, and then they'll just take no money and they'll leave the company. Five people know what I'm talking about. They're coming right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that you, is, that why is a. you explain what that was? That is a text based game from the early 2000s yeah. that people still update on forums. No. And yeah, and uh, what it do is they update the roster and then you book a company. It's free. 
if you guys want to lose hours of your life. Extreme, extreme, <laughs> extreme warfare revenge. And you can get roster updates. I I will play it on trains when I go to gigs and then delete it. Be like, I'm flying too close to the sun. <laughs> I want to have a friend. <laughs> and that will once again not be a reality if <laughs> just, I play this Just game. putting it back on the phone. Hello, pussy and friendship. I won't be seeing you for a while. <laughs> no, it's not on your phone. It's a fucking laptop game. Oh, is it like a laptop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to make notes of all your storylines because it's not really like oh my depth. god so i have like this notepad of just all these storylines like i could have a script done but i didn't anyway um what were we talking about oh, of course jeff jarrett but what <laughs> i just mean like all right so we're he, talking about this i'm about he to held up I'm, the company. I'm laying up is that his contract expired the day before he was supposed to lose the title yeah. this was as vince russo had fucked off to wcw the big conspiracy theory is vince russo manipulated things so that uh, jeff jarrett could do this he ended up holding the company up for $300,000. Vince McMahon paid him. He showed up, lost to China in the good housekeeping match. That $300,000 went into an account because he was paid so much by fucking WWF and uh, WCW to then go back to WCW that that was part of the starter cash to create TNA, wow. which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, you like that shit, don't you? Smart guy. Certainly is. He also had a lawsuit from somewhere, which is coming up. But he goes to WCW and debuts as part of the creative control powers that be angle that Vince Russo and Ed Ferrer created, which is the biggest piece of shit fucking storyline. <laughs> it's literally... If you let me allow me to do the impress, okay. So imagine that you see Dylan in a, as a wrestler, and he walks into a room, and then there's a camera um, or a voice off camera. So Dylan, just ask any question. Is that cup in your coffee, or is it? Are you happy to come? <laughs> yeah, yeah, coffee? yeah. You know what? Enough of this big boys play thing. You're gonna lose the TV championship. Okay. U.S. title. Asked, You're the janitor about, who has a U.S. title now. I come. I just asked about your coffee. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, coffee cup on a pole match. Good. Idea. And literally, <laughs> I understand that there's a disconnect between the two things we were saying, but that's literally what it would be like. Like, you, like Ric Flair would walk in and be like, "Whoa, I'm going for the world title," and they're like, "Rick, meet the filthy animals," and then he gets buried in the desert. It is the fucking shittiest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And Jeff Jarrett debuts in the middle of this in a fucking shitty tank top signet and his yeah. silver short shorts, and it also begins. The reign that of terror that is the fucking... This is what you're talking about, the Russian leg sweep maneuvers constantly. Yeah. And, of course, his ho- the worst fucking catchphrase, which is... Slap nuts. Yeah, slap Listen nuts. Listen all, you slap nuts. I'm the chosen one. And then, but he did come out to Cowboy. Chosen one. Yeah. They gave him everything, and he's so fucking unremarkable. That's the problem. He comes out in his fucking spiky shit fuck hair with his dumb fucking Oakley glasses. And this, is the, this is literally shit the, guitar. Everyone fucking talks about other phases in WC. This is the darkest time. This is NWO 2000 yeah. with their black and silver shirts. And it was so funny. when Remember the formation of NWO 2000? If you look it up, it's literally like Jeff Jarrett it can, is Kevin- clearly like, excited. And Kevin Nash and Bret Hart are so sad. Yeah, they're like, oh, fuck, why the fuck? It's like you threw a really fun party and then the one fucking buzzkill show. Like that fucking Death Eater cunt you don't want to talk to in the break room. Like, oh, f- Gert's fucking nice when you need something from shipping and receiving. Just but his <laughs> underpants smell like onion balls. <laughs> and every third fucking topic of conversation is 
pussy. <laughs> they Kevin Nash and Bret Hart did react like it was someone who showed up. Uh, they showed up to a party because there was free booze, and then the guy and the loser who threw at the party was like, "Let's take some pictures and put them on Facebook." <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want anyone to know I was here. I just want to get drunk because I'm sad because I'm going through a relationship issue. Please don't fucking look at me. And that's what <laughs> Jeff Jarrett been is. to that party? Have you been the cool guy at that party? Dressed as an emo douche? Um, I've, been to, I've been to parties where I was there just to get free booze. When you go to those parties, do you dress like you're in an AFI music video? <laughs> no, I usually uh, I dress like exactly what I dress right now because I own four shirts. You look great in that shirt, by the way. I look busty and <laughs> casual. Body positivity, guys. I'm China. <laughs> I'm the China of this podcast. Don't treat me and like I'm a woman. Don't treat me like a man. Don't treat me like you know me. Just treat me for who I am. I'm Miss Kitty. I'm nothing. Yeah. Meow. Yeah. John's this Kitty because I'm going to fuck him and then he's going to get fired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So. You but, can't fire me from this podcast. I mean, I'm going to keep mind. restating this, but it's like Bret Hart and Bret Hart, that Bret Hart, that NW 2000 thing but, is very good because it, it really exemplifies everything about Jeff Jarrett's I, career. I just stop it's talking for one second. two actual stars, <laughs> two actual. The Harris Brothers. I'm, yeah, I agree. Remarkable stars yeah. Bret Hart for Ron his talent and Dave and Harris the Harris brothers Bret, Bret Hart is the most I think and I mean, I mean you guys uh, people email us wrestlerreview at gmail.com because you're going to disagree with us most in ring charisma ever and who, Bret then, Hart yeah absolutely and Kevin Nash who had this thing he kind of had like and, and I don't think this gets stated enough he had like a Goldberg thing to him where it's like he's not a good worker he's not a remarkable promo no, you just but he's him. had this thing about him no he was fucking okay he had like an individuality of his individuality tell, yeah. he was also fucking cool yeah. if you were watching WCW in the NWO times the fucking guys you liked in the NWO were like Kevin Nash and maybe Scott Hall, except Scott Hall reminded you of like the guy who cleaned the gymnasium at your <laughs> elementary school who would point out when the ladies started wearing thongs. Like, you know what I mean? But Kevin Nash just seemed like the fucking cool dude. His three moves were fucking awesome. Like, his, if you think about the moves he did, this is what would happen. What, jackknife, big boot, side slam? Side slam, jackknife, big boot, squisher, that weird corner, like, avalanche thing, and then just holding up his hands, and then they'd play his... The Outsiders were a great tag team. They they had a great... Th but that's what I mean. These are two remarkable, remarkable stars that should not... And then just, like, the equivalent of cottage cheese... Yeah. In there. It would be like How does cheese taste good? I just some it's just like it'd tasteless be like did, shit. Lentils. They did a heart foundation reunion with just Jim the Anvil Nyhart and Mouth of the South and Jimmy <laughs> Hart. Hey, Jim the Anvil Nyhart is a better promo than Jeff Jarrett. A hundred and fifty percent he is. My, I'm He's a better a promo than Jeff Jarrett. Here, check this out. I'm gonna win the match. Larry, right there. There were no needless catchphrase. I didn't go like no, this. No, because it was like <laughs> it was always like when I get you in the ring, I'm the chosen one, slap nuts. You coming after me, ho. Like, that was like, he just always had this, like, slow, ter like, not terrible. I, I mean, it's terrible. I don't want to miss. And the people. only reason he looks like a good promo now is because when he, I, I'm sorry to skip ahead, but, like, when he went to TNA, it was like all these guys hadn't really done that many promos. So, and then, 
And then Jeff, people were asking advice from this guy who's just like kind of shit. But Jeff also once he got okay, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I know, but I just mean I get so mad. I understand because the thing that's fascinating. It just sucks that it's the second he's the se- he's the other option and he's going with himself and he's not good. I don't understand why he's going with himself because there's no way he's stupid enough. It makes to- sense though. It makes sense because who- how? Because it's a business decision. Who all right? Who's never going to leave my company? Me. That's why you go. With that's not true. He left his company. Yeah, but while he's at his company, no. But he uh, again. He d- he. If the owner up, walks into the store, he, ended up he might be a worse manager. Like if an owner walks in, the, if the owner and this happened, this happened in my jobs. Well, the, I worked at the coffee shop. There was a manager who was good at her job. There was the owner of the business who didn't really know what he was doing. He walks in. He's now the. He's now managing the store. Yeah. Because it's his fucking business, and that's. And then people did that all the time. Vern Gagne did it for years. I understand, but I'm just saying to the point of it actually doesn't hold true because Jeff Jarrett always fucking spends other people's money yeah. and occasionally fucks other people's wives and ends up getting sent home. Makes love. Oh, yeah, he fucked Kurt Angle's The wife. Olympic hero. Yeah, we do you understand that we have we are not even halfway through the disaster. Okay, so we're we're in is. W. We're in late two thousand, early not early, late nineties, early two thousand. Beginning of his WCW career, we have yet to touch on the David Arquette Championship win, which okay. was partly his idea. Really? Yeah, it's like it was Vince Russo and him being like, "We need to spark fucking celebrity uh, attention to get the ratings back up," because Turner Broadcasting was literally like, "We are paying you fucking." Chi- I was about to say, you jinx. <laughs> Jesus. Ah! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. There's something that was edited out right now. I'm, I'm shocked it was in my soul. But, um, <laughs> you jinx. <laughs> Unedited. All right. You can get the unfiltered version by just calling Mean Jeans Hotline. Um... Um. Yeah. No. He was part of the uh, decision process. So then there was the whole reboot of WCW after this, um, where he was the main heel against Diamond Dallas Page. And here was the crazy thing. I remember watching that, and everyone was kind of behind DDP. Like everyone kind of could remember this old fucking looks like a leather purse man coming through the company, and kind of liked him. But it was DDP was great, great, and it was ruined by the fact that his fucking adversary was fucking. Slap nuts. Um, leader of the New Blood. Terrible. Leads to David Arquette winning the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. What did you think of this? Were you disappointed? Did you do you understand the outrage surrounding it? All that sort of stuff? Dude, at this point, I liked watching WCW because WWF had high stakes, and I just couldn't view WCW as having any stakes really at all. Yeah. Like, at this point, you got to remember, they've literally destroyed... Their roster is so out of interesting characters and stuff that there's like no stakes for anyone really well, you don't have anyone at this point like like they're doing okay with like I, li- I remember liking booker t and uh then basically it was like they had jeff jarrett like they didn't really have but the thing is what's even crazier is booker it was kind of like if this makes any sense with wwf i would apply like okay well i like this guy and this guy and i hope this guy wins with wcw i'd literally turn my mind off and just be like i'm gonna get a i'm gonna eat some pizza and just watch this dumb thing yeah i hope the young dragons are on they're fun to watch because they were they had fun characters like they did have fun characters like it's Vin, it's fucking vince russo man like the mid card the 
right, the hot, the the main event in the WWF instantly got so fucking good. Like it was so fucking good. When the minute Russo he left, left. Yeah. but the mid card in WCW was fucking great because you had you had uh, West Texas Rednecks, you had the Filthy Animals, you had fucking West Three Texas. Count, West Texas Tank Abbott, Tank Abbott in Three Count was great. Like there was, like Vince Russo does mid card comedy yeah, very that's well. The one thing he is good at is he's doing good at comedic characters that people actually do want to watch. Yeah, a la The Godfather, like. I mean, obviously, the general erection, I forget what they were called. Oh, uh, Misfits in Action. Yeah, Misfits in Action fucking were disaster. awful. But. And then there was the Team Canada with Lance Storm. And that actually. Lance had, Storm was great. Lance Storm was fucking awesome. If I could be serious for a minute, great. <laughs> fucking great. He should have been the champ. They, I think, were building towards that. Of course they should have. Oh, and then they turned him face. This is Jeff McHenry always talks about. You know what? You want to know how they turned Lance Storm face? I can't remember. I was watching it the whole Turns time. Turns out he has a big dick. Oh, that's right. They turned him face. They're like, "We got a nice old hog on you." <laughs> He's a good guy now. <laughs> He's got a big old dick. If I could no one who's bad could have a huge meaty cock. That's <laughs> not true. All the gentlemen I've slept with. I mean, Ooh, uh, gay, 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 <laughs> tempting. Um. Uh, so yeah, like those, like West Texas rednecks were fucking like rap is crap. If it was in the WWF, would have actually I went got some platinum. Bad news for you. I don't think that was Vince Russo. Really? Who was it? I think that was the time just before Vince Russo. That may have been Eric Bischoff. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure that was Eric Bischoff. All right. There's a weird like lapse where a lot of things get blamed on Vince Russo, and it was actually Eric Bischoff like craziness. They, they Once they up. changed the logo, I think everyone was like, "Oh, this is Vince Russo." And that was not Vince Russo. The Vince yeah. Russo came in later. Vin- you know when Vince Russo gets there? They should have never changed that logo, by the way. No, they should never have changed that logo or that fucking set for Nitro. I never yeah. understood why they did that. Anyway. Um, that new set was so ridiculous. It was just them trying to be edgy, and it's like, don't be edgy. Be just something different. But anyway, we're getting across to the point. But um, So Jeff Jarrett, all of that sort of stuff, it then culminates in like the... Him and uh, Ric Flair trading the belt back and forth over the spring that leads to Bash on the Beach, which is the weird Hogan, like, finger point of doom lay down weirdness with Vince Russo, which then again points to Vince Russo and Jeff Jarrett being very good friends because part of the problem was Jeff Jarrett was not drawing as the heel champion. Eric Bischoff had been brought back in. They wanted to put the belt on Hogan to just do something. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett was kept in the main event picture because Vince Russo claimed he wanted to put the belt on fucking Booker T, even though Booker T ended up losing it back and trading it back and forth with Jarrett again. Yeah, he basically, Booker T, he's the five-time WCW champion. People forget that happened in one year. Yeah. (laughs) It's five times in one year. Not even one year. About six months. Yeah, because they would do title changes all the time. He wanted to bash on the beach, and fucking Vince McMahon owned it by fucking February. (laughs) So he won it in August, and he'd been a five-time champion. He was the amount of times Bret Hart was the WWF champion over the span of his fucking WWF career. Something's really weird is happening. I want to watch a 1999 Nitro really badly right now. You don't. <laughs> you certainly like don't. It. I do a lot. Um. So all right. You so don't. You don't want to see that weird red set because they were having to save money. <laughs> you don't want to see confused Gene Okerlund doing promos. And up next, it's General Erection. Oh, so good, though. General Erection. Like, 
I remember that as fondly as I remember the Attitude Era because I was like, this is great. Oh, fuck. The one where Sting gets blood dropped on him on Nitro and then three days later shows up in Thunder still covered in blood. It's the most fucked up thing. <laughs> Vampiro was good too. Oh, Vampiro was my... Ad, you know, but a fuck... So Jeff Jarrett... The other problem is Jeff Jarrett symbolizes everything that was wrong with WCW. He was this other WWF guy that was supposedly brought in to help the company, didn't help at all, gets fired live on television. That's what... He ended up suing Vince McMahon for that. Yeah. He sued him on television for firing him. Um, you know, when so Vince buys the company and they do the simulcast Raw and Nitro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jarrett appears on the television... And Vince looks and goes, Jeff Jarrett, you are G O double N double E gone. <laughs> um, that's great. Because the C, dick. the C, I think that's the lawsuit. Because he has C, the C money that paid for TNA initially was the money he got from holding up WCW or from WWE. Yes. And then a lawsuit, and then I think his Turner extra contract money, and he starts TNA, which initially was fucking sort of okay then really bad then really good it was like this is okay this is bad this is okay this is bad it had fucking moments of amazingness but it was anything yeah like, but it's the same thing i mean when I, they brought in nash and hall and they were the kings of wrestling for their first pay-per-view don't act like you didn't enjoy that i didn't see it i it didn't want to see is it is terrible macho man randy <laughs> savage interferes and he's so bald. <laughs> well, that's what... Yeah, Jarrett, it keeps going back and forth between, like, we need old stars and then these new stars who they never developed. Mm. And that's, like... It's funny because for TNA, I mean, you think of it, it's been going on for... How many years? It's in his 11th or 12th year. Yeah. Because I know it was... This sounds weird, but it was the Tito Ortiz-Ken Shamrock fight. Like, Ken Shamrock was the first champion in TNA. Yeah, because yeah, he was. He was the first uh, champion. He won the tournament because they were doing these like weekly pay per views. Yeah, which was a cool idea. I would say two thousand and four. Yeah, two thousand and four. I think is about right. So yeah, they're eleven. They're doing like years. a weekly ten dollar pay per view where you had to buy it. Yeah, and and people were they had Ken Shamrock, The Wall, Chris Candido. Like they had some interesting talent. Yeah, they had some all they had some all right talent. But a lot the thing of them is, have died. But the thing, and it was trying to rebrand the NWA, which is good. But the thing is, um, it's the the when you talk about TNA, you can talk about the whole thing where it's basically like they bring in old guys, don't build up new guys. Now it's 2015. Like not only did they not bring up new guys, Jeff Jarrett, and they had chances. They had more. Oh my they God. had chances w- with more people. Like when they first introduced AJ Styles on Spike TV, it was like this is. This is a more interesting John Cena character because he's playing 80s Southern babyface, which yeah. works. And he's like dying in the ring. Like he could say he's the al- that al- there's ultimate X match with him and Christopher Daniels where AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels drop kicks yeah. him. AJ Styles Ow. falls like 15 feet just right on his back and then explode. There's and the AJ Styles era where he was just wearing uh, the kick pads with uh, blue tights. Yeah. He was the greatest wrestler I've ever seen in my life. No, the whole year. And the way he would like, the way he would do every move, like he, he was like a fucking superhero and they just never took advantage of it and Jeff would be like, how about I beat you with a spinning toe hold? Yeah. I'm trying to get this toe hold well, back. the thing with it is is that eventually he you didn't ca- actually- I kick out, I kick out a, you, 
you drop kick me with nails and you stab me with a nail. I kick fucking, out a one. It was fucking awful. They could have built it a, a promotion about around little guys who fucking rule. They didn't do that. Yeah. Um, like Samoa Joe could have been cruiserweight Vader, but they Samo- just didn't do it. Well, Samoa Joe, uh, listen, they could have done a thousand fucking things. They did yeah. none of it. Okay, yeah. That's the best way to do it. Um, and again, it's part of it. It's hubris. Part of it is also going back to your point, which is he needs to still be somewhat in the center picture so he can control it. It really got fucked up. Once- how does he lose? Because I know he was out of TNA, but how does he lose TNA? Like I guess this they would be after they bring in they bring in Kurt Angle. Everyone's no, like this so is before be that. Angle. So first, it's they're acquired by Panda Energy by Robert Carter, who puts it in charge. Yeah, uh, puts his daughter Dixie. In <laughs> yes, <charge>. he does. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, no, I understand completely. I tried to talk about this in another you, podcast, but you, it's you, like it's a point. I if you're gonna like talk about if you're gonna talk about TNA, like oh why did they do this? Why did they do that? Oh, it's a vanity project because. Robert Carter has so much money, he needs a tax hole. Yeah. So he put his dumb, not his dumb daughter, but he put his daughter who was like, I like wrestling. It's like, okay, honey, here's some wrestling. I'll hide a bunch of my losses from my real businesses in this business. Yeah. And then now I guess they're in a a point where, I mean, TNA's never going to fold because it's a vanity project for a billionaire. Yeah, at a certain point, it's going to lose so much money. Like at a certain point, there's going to be no reason, there's not going to have anyone in the arenas. It's going to be no, but it's going to be a too big of a tax hole or they'll take time off and come back. I honestly think TNA can't like TNA is hey, what are you going to sell that yacht? Like, oh, I like the yacht. Probably just build it up again. It's a yacht. I again, I see your point, but they're also having We're not talking about TNA. Anyway, so what happens is they're brought in to uh influ- uh to put cash in flux so they can switch to monthly pay-per-views um and start doing weekly television a la um, on Spike doing uh, Impact and yeah, stuff cause, like that? Yeah, because Spike basically gives uh, WWF a big fuck you. Like, WWF has the lead into the Ultimate Fighter, which makes which makes the UFC huge. Yeah, the biggest fucking mistake they've ever fucking made. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I forget the exact story, but basically Spike and WWF have a falling out. Spike, basically, they're about to go for renewal. Spike openly says like we're not going to renew wwf destroying any leverage they have yeah they go back to usa basically crawling in the doggy door and then oh, spike yeah. the other fuck you is they just sign tna like we need we want wrestling but we want cheaper wrestling yeah we want cheaper wrestling and they get uh spike dixie's now in power but jared's a minority um shareholder yeah and still very much in charge of creative has certain like he's working in conjunction with her it's then revealed um, that he's fucking Kurt Angle's soon-to-be ex-wife. No, because this is this is like they're on Spike and they don't get Kurt Angle for like another two years. It's the, yeah, but the, everything's hunky dory. They do some fucked up shit where Raven. Gets also, the when they first start Spike, yeah, Raven gets the title, and then and they're building it. towards Raven. But then they figure, and I mean rightfully so, at this point, I think it's better to have Jarrett as your champion going on to Spike than Raven. Jared's taken more seriously than I understand that, but they should have done it where they do the loss on the fucking TV show and not at Border City Wrestling in fucking Windsor. Because again, the problem Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Windsor, Ontario, Canada, home of Rob Mayu. What's up, buddy? Uh, Uh Rob loves arguing.com or whatever the fuck. the issue then becomes, it's again, it's the problem with Jeff Jarrett, it's also this weird control shit. There's also not a lot of fucking thought put into what you're doing, which is t- 
title changes are exciting. Do that on your debut episode. Do a screw job thing where going, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? At no, the I understand. I, I mean, the thing is, but the thing about the, the show is, and this is speaking once again to, I guess, Jeff Jarrett, okay, the person. Let's make this point here's how the show Jeff is. Jeff Jarrett's a soft cock, and I don't like <laughs> But here's the thing. Jeff Jarrett's the champ. AJ Styles is the X Division champ. And the tag champs are America's Most Wanted. They bring in Team 3D. They call Team 3D because they can't call the Dudleys. Yeah. They're feuding with America's Most Wanted. It's great. Great. It's It was great. The first month of fucking TNA on Spike was awesome. Um, this AJ is Styles. Samoa Joe. Chris Daniels. Oh. AJ Styles have that great uh, three-way match, which is the top of the co- which is top of the pay-per-view. And I think that Jarrett gets pissed that he's not like... AJ Styles is getting all the fucking glow and then basically they move Samoa Joe up to the heavyweight division. He like has a he beats Scott Steiner but not really. Yeah, but you're jumping around Scott Steiner's later. That's that's main event mafia. That's when Kurt Angle's there. Kurt Angle gets there like pretty quickly after ECW comes back, which is 2006. But they used to do this great thing where Samoa Joe won the X Division title and he's doing the whole like monster thing. Yeah. And then Jarrett and him pass, and Smojo looks at the world title, and then looks at Jarrett, and then goes to the ring and like beats uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Mm. Um, but I just feel like I, mean, I don't want to do fantasy booking stuff, which we've done for a while. But it's like Jarrett's the champ, and it's like he just keeps on being like I'm the champ again, instead of just getting out of the fucking way and being like the oh I remember that guy opening tag match guy. It's something that a lot of guys can't seem to do, which is. You don't need to be top of the card to be in charge. Yeah. It's actually a bad idea because you look like a piece of shit. Yeah. And it also, it just fucked the company. It was so fucking good. The main event Mappio, oh my God, was fucking awful. Yeah. The whole thing was terrible. Then he fucks Kurt Angle's wife. They have to send him home because it's a huge fucking conflict of interest, especially because it was revealed on the fucking Bubba the Love Spud show. Um, part of the other issue is they needed to get Jarrett out of the way. Uh, because Hogan and Bischoff were coming in, uh, who both openly think fucking Jeff Jarrett's a cunt. Yeah. Um, also, Hogan was almost in TNA briefly. Did you know that? What do you mean Hogan was almost in TNA? Hogan was almost in TNA. Part When they bought, bought by Panda Energy, was also part of it was to secure free up money to bring Hogan in and do Hogan Jarrett a rematch from Bash at the Beach because everyone was clamoring <laughs> to see that. And there's a famous clip of in Japan, Hogan did that tour of Japan after yeah. he started coming back. And Jarrett fucking whacked him over the head with a guitar. Oh, yeah, to try and set up that... Set yeah. that thing up, but they never ended up doing it because he, went, he ended up going back with Vince. Yeah, and then Hogan just... Well, Hogan obviously was in TNA. We all know that he was. Was he? <laughs> And Hogan would do the amazing thing where he would clear the ring, but he could only do punches. So yeah. it'd be like every guy on the roster just <laughs> diving out of the ring off this old man's slow touch on their yeah, forehead. It is fucking okay. so. But anyway, yeah, but by the way, if we want to talk about Jeff Jarrett's uh, Jeff Jarrett's bad ideas, fucking when Hogan and Bischoff came in, what a bag of fucking horse cum that fucking couple of years was for that company. Oh, it was super Every bad. Every Jeff Jarrett idea lo- smelled like fucking roses compared to them turd blossoms. There were some Vince Russo ideas within that Jarrett era that were okay, like the Matt Morgan tag team champion run. I was, I thought that was great. What was that? Matt Morgan was just had the tag team titles, and he would talk like he was Venom. Oh, he would yeah. he would refer to himself as we all the time because the thing was they kind of did like a pseudo Venom angle because Matt Morgan. 
what's the whole story? He was he's one of like eight people with their DNA on like Mars. Like they show they flew. He was one of the people that was selected that like their DNA on Mars. So they call him the DNA of TNA. And basically, it was like they did a whole thing where it was the Venom, the symbiote comes back to Earth. Yeah. They didn't say it exclusively. He just started believing he was Venom, and he won the tag team titles by himself. And he had a good finish move. The elevator's great. Yeah, I remember. And the they they then they stopped him. He kind of stopped doing the elevator. Um, but that was when Cornette was working with uh, Vince Russo. And oh, shit, which, God. which we all know how that worked out. If you're really pro- well. if you're listening to this, you probably have heard Jim Cornette. That fucking cunt. <laughs> Rap isn't music. It's for black people. Black people should be eradicated with no exceptions. I used to hate Jeff, uh, Jim Cornette because he was mean to a friend of mine, but I actually really like him. I don't like... I think Jim Cornette is, like, from what I've heard... He's uh, like Jeff Jarrett. Getting... He's a product of his environment. Yeah. The only difference is Jeff Jarrett has money, so he creates things. Well, Jim Cornette doesn't have enough money. But at least Cornette... All right, Jarrett, Jarrett has this weird thing where it's like he's got the Southern wrestling tradition, but he also has, like, the Vince Russo thing. So it's like... Like, the, I guess Jim Cornette is better because he's not a performer. He, like, he believes in that, like, sm- like obviously, you've seen Smoky Mountain. You see Certainly that certain, that Southern tradition of Who doesn't love Archie A to B to C. Goldie? <laughs> hey, New like Jack, has, too. He has cobweb shoulders. He made the gangsters. He's the guy who came up with the gangsters. It's gangsters. The gangsters. Although, now he just says, he, I did that to create uh, D'Lo Brown, and I knew the other two wouldn't be successful. Listen, sidebar. Just go watch New Jack shoot interviews. The most recent one, that's, there's a clip of on the internet where he's wearing all white, and he just talks about uh, uh, how he wants to get out of this goddamn business. Oh, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, D'Lo Brown, Mustafa, and New Jack. There's, there's, other than D'Lo Brown and New Jack were both great. I mean, I got to be honest. My, uh, Mustafa Saeed was my favorite part of that tag team. Yeah, Mustafa was all right. He wasn't. It was a joke. It was all right. It was all right. Um, But all right, so... And Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror has not concluded because even after he fucked Kurt King Angle of the Mountain White, Championship, that did you? I fucking I tried to watch that again. Coming Why? back, it was it's it was it was literally like I don't know if have you ever been like invited back about to have sex with someone and then they change their mind or you change <laughs> your mind. It was literally like that. Like you could see that the cock of TNA about to go into the global force wrestling pussy. And as it was about to just penetrate, it was no, and fucking out the door. <laughs> his reign of terror. He's he's got Global Force Wrestling, um, right now. I don't know if they have any funding or anything. I don't know if you watch their fucking footage of them going to baseball stadiums. It's fucking terrifying. Like it's just weird. I don't know what he's doing. I have no idea either. I'm, I, I'm assuming he's trying to get in with Destination America or something. But I have no idea. I mean, we have obviously have no idea about this. But basically, Jeff Jarrett then creates a new company called Global Force Wrestling, which is just a logo for about six months. It's a logo for about a year, and then there's talk it's going to be a reality show. There's brief mention of Jim Ross coming on board. Then Jim Ross probably woke up and was like, yeah, I'm not working for this fucking... I'm not working for Jeff Leonard Jarrett, by the way. <laughs> middle name is Leonard. Jeff Lanny Jarrett. <laughs> J E double F L E double O R. I'm Jeff. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just fucking. I just. I hate him. I hate him, Dylan. Uh, all right. So. I started this actually liking Jeff Jarrett, and for some reason, I've grown to hate him. 
I don't know how this happened. Because he's boring as fuck. All right. Um, he's like you minus all the charm and sex appeal. Oh, so he's me. Um, <laughs> how about what is the best thing about Jeff Jarrett and what is the worst thing about Jeff Jarrett? Best thing about Jeff Jarrett is... Oh, fuck. Guitar smash. Love a guitar smash as your foreign object finisher. I just I think it's it's so simple. It's so easy to pull off. It's ridiculous. It's very theatrical. Very theatrical. Gives me a big boner. Mm-hmm. And um, what? And uh, yeah, I dig it. I'm all about it. Also, it now occurs to me if someone was watching wrestling now you'd be like why does that guy have a guitar oh he was a country singer 20 years ago yeah <laughs> he was at one time thought to have been a country singer so do you know that guy who has the sh- sides of his head shaved and really long braids that are in a ponytail he used to be as roadie <laughs> <And> now <laughs> oh yes yes the guy with the weird tattoos who says homie all the time even though he's very white yeah so that was the best thing what's the worst thing about jeff jared for you <sighs> i'm gonna say global force wrestling really uh, fucking follow me along it's that he's doing it again he's again trying to create an alternative for wrestling fans to go to he's because he has a bit more of a name value than anyone at ring of honor he's going to eclipse them again it's i don't think though i don't think so it's a possibility he's a fucking shithead i don't everything he's fucking mullet his dumb face the fact that he won't let me kiss his wife all of those things make me very upset all right, so those were best of work. My, uh, what's my, your best? My best is 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 work rate. He's a pretty good worker. Are you fucked? He's pretty good. He's had some good matches. No, name them. I mean, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say his best matches. He's an inoffensive worker. He's uh, you always know Jeff Jarrett's gonna have an all right match. He's had some, he had some good matches with Booker T. No. Yeah, they had some good matches. Both of them are both of them are mediocre. There's no way those matches were good. Yeah, they're good. Name me when they wrestled. Oh, WCW at some point. <laughs> you have no idea. No, I don't. I just remember being like, "Ah, Jeff Jarrett's on. That's all right for work, for like the match." I'm like, okay. And then uh, the worst thing, um. I hate that this is also our longest episode so far. No, here's the wor- the worst thing about him is that he's a l- he's like Val Venus, but with smarter behind the scenes. Wait, what are you talking about? He's like Val Venus. He's like he's just like Val. It, it just, remember how Val Venus? You were like, oh, okay, Val Venus, and then at a certain point, you're like, still, yeah. still Val Venus. He's like that, but for twenty extra years. Basically, what Dolph Ziggler's in in trouble of becoming very soon. Dolph Ziggler is a million times better than Jeff Jarrett, but yes, and I think he became that last year. But that's more to the that speaks more to the fact that like they just. I mean, we could talk about WWE creative. Everyone does, but well, yeah, that's, well, that's, that, I don't. I feel like I'm that's just doing it to draw an illusion. I think, but again, here's my point. He's absolutely. He's one of the few guys in wrestling who has absolute borderline, like who has a lot of. I shouldn't say absolute. A lot of control over his own character and a lot of control over over what exactly what he does. And he doesn't have good enough ideas to make himself interesting. Say what you want about Triple H, who I guess would be Jeff Jarrett Sr. in many ways. But, Je- but Triple H made himself interesting with great matches. Did he? With, with great matches. Like, he put himself... He put himself in a position to succeed for sure. Like he put himself around new talent, 
Uh, he had match great matches with Michaels. Um, he had great matches in the in late nineties, early two thousands. He had great matches with everybody. Um, but triple but Triple H like will have a fun entrance or something kind of new. Jeff Jarrett walks through the fucking curtain with a, with a guitar from nineteen ninety three and with his nineteen ninety nine haircut. Like the guy hasn't changed his character at all in sixteen years. He's got a, uh, a in different haircut. Sixteen now. years. He's not. He's is not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch Jeff Jarrett wrestle. Uh, I haven't watched him wrestle in nine years, and it's been a great nine years. Man, you're missing so much. Like now, when he does the stroke, he does it really slow because he has hip problems. The last time I watched Jeff Jarrett wrestle, I didn't have a beard. I had different glasses, <laughs> and I had not broken any of my ankles. Wow! How I broken. Two ankles. Uh, had you popped your cherry beard. the last time you'd seen him wrestle? No, I, I, I had only watched. Je- maybe, maybe Jeff Jarrett wrestles good if you've had sex before. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should watch a Jeff Jarrett match and I'll redo. We'll redo this, and I'll be like, actually, he's pretty good. <laughs> I really like him. No, that's not true because I've had a bunch of puss, man, and I don't really like his matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. much pussy. Um, well, okay, let's talk about Jeff Jarrett in what we all really want to talk about. The fact that he fucked Karen fucking Angle this, right after burying his wife who died of cancer, the only way he could fucking stop crying is to get some different types of liquid on his dick. And that was the sweet puss juice of Kurt Angle's wife. Why the fuck would you fuck that guy's wife? That guy, Kurt Angle, there's something in his eyes that you're like, oh yeah, he's definitely thought about killing people with like parts of his body. <laughs> well... He fucking did you know that Kurt Angle was like part of the Foxcatcher team and like the whole John DuPont? Really? Yeah, I didn't realize that he was one of those. Re- he was one of the wrestlers. He was trained, training at that facility. He was like about to go back to the farm when all that shit happened. Like he's a fucking lunatic. Well, he's a wrestler. Like the amateur wrestlers are undercover insane in ways that none of us. Oh yeah. Well, like amateur wrestlers are basically the foundation of the UFC, and there's guys who are like almost dying from weight cuts because they like deplete their body of water completely, and they're like, "I just gotta blast through this dizziness and almost dying, and then I'll be, <laughs> then I'll be tougher." It's that whole thing, right? Then I'll be able to really give people a good arm bar. But um, I don't know, man. He just fucked the guy's wife. I don't know what to tell you other than like he, he fucked the guy's wife. He introduced they introduced Karen. As a fucking uh, character, which is obviously bad when you're like, oh, how much performing experience do you have? Oh, my God. None will enjoy being on a I TV show. I forgot that they introduced her as a character. Yeah, she's been a character for like fucking five years. Not anymore. She's fucking gone from television now because... Because Global Force is gone. Well, yeah, Global Force was expelled because they were like, they someone fucking woke up and was like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. And they did the whole invasion angle before TNA's last pay per view, which is very funny. But yeah, uh, he yeah he had sex with a man's wife. I mean, that's not uncommon in wrestling. Wrestlers are like is, wrestling is marred with scumbags. Um, but I mean, look, can we just? I'm just gonna end the episode now because I don't want to talk about Jeff Jarrett anymore. Don't you want to be my baby tonight? <laughs> 
Yeah, let's have the extra. I want you guys to know that I've been literally for the last minute just on Tinder because I hate Jeff Jarrett so much. <laughs> and swiping right on Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I've been only thinking about Jeff Jarrett every time I see a beautiful lady's face. I'm just like, haring, 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 haring. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is gorgeous. He's my wife. He's my future. Um, if you guys like this show uh, or you love Jeff Jarrett, please email us wrestler review at gmail.com that's wrestler review at gmail.com you can add us on twitter at dylan got d-y-l-a-n-g-o-t-t or at the john hastings if you have any corrections problems questions please tweet at us also if you would like to tweet at jeff jarrett which is at the jeff jarrett hashtag you fucked kurt's wife <laughs> other hashtag leonard hashtag Leonard and say things like hey where are those electric sunglasses you untalented cunt oi bible boy it's not that he's untalented he is untalented no it's not that he's untalented because that would be remarkable he's unremarkable in every way we do a lot of stand-up comedy it's like watching a guy talk about Shuri (laughs) 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 yeah fuck you Shuri oh fuck I'm gonna have to edit that Ah. All right. <laughs> Guys, have a safe week. Uh, no, this is going to be the longest episode. Have five. a safe is week. This is already the longest. This is an hour and a half. Good. This is hour and have four. Have a safe week. Have unsafe sex. <laughs> Good night. J-E-F-J-E-R-E-D-O-T. It's just unnecessary. Here's the Vader theme. What another stellar episode we've done. Right, Dylan? Yes. No meandering whatsoever. No. Very much on point. Now, let's get back to the important business at hand. If you want to read about us, you can go to our website, which is... Angelfire.TheWrestlerReview.com Real. That's a real thing. Go sign our guest book. We have a weather page. You can see what the weather's like <laughs> in one city. Which city? London. <laughs> Good. And then you can follow us on Twitter at the John Hastings at Dylan Got D Y L A N G O double F that T, and we're gonna create one for the show called the Wrestler Review. We already have. I for- always forget that we have that Twitter account already. Follow the show on Twitter at the Wrestler Review. We'll retweet the thing, so just follow us. It's all nebulous. Anyway, I love all of you. I love you as people and as lovers. We are all one. We are Ouroboros. We are a human centipede. This stings too long.